Hello and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, service providers, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher with Teleteachers Inc., and I invite you to join me each week as we meet remarkable individuals, tackling big issues, growing wild new ideas, and bringing endless passion and excitement to the worlds of education and parenting. In our time together each week, we'll talk current events, what is influencing us, what is inspiring us, and celebrate the remarkable work each person brings to the industry. Come laugh, learn, and live inspired with us. We are online and inspired. Good afternoon and welcome to Online and Inspired. I'm your host, Marissa Rothermel, and I'm here to say Happy Halloween. I hope you have some big and fun plans tonight if you do celebrate. And uh, I'm curious to hear what people are dressing up as this year, if you are dressing up. And also, after the fact, what was the best treat you received? Are you a Reese's person? Are you a Snickers person? My house this year is giving out full-size candy bars. We're new to the neighborhood, so we need to make that good impression. And, you know, also make sure our pumpkins don't get smashed at the end of the night, right? My daughter right now is between three different costumes. Uh, I pumpkin a princess or a shark and to be determined on what she actually wants to put on when it's time to go out. She's at school right now and she did not want to put on her shark costume this morning, but she definitely wanted to bring it. So TBD and hopefully some photos to follow on that. I'm so excited for today's guest. We have a children's author and illustrator coming on in just a few minutes and we hope that she'll have some wonderful information to share out with us about communication between children and adults. So stay tuned and we'll bring her right on. All right, and welcome to Christina Andrews. I'm so excited to have you here today. And I kind of feel like you've got your hands in all things, but I'm going to geek out completely about your project because I'm bringing you on here as a children's book author and illustrator. And, you know, I feel like I've gotten the teaser bits of it and I just, I need to know everything. So hi and welcome. Who are you and what are you doing? Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So yes, I am a children's author. I not only write my books, but I also illustrate them. In addition to that, I also create the toys that go along with it. I'm an avid crocheter and knitter. And I also write two different blogs and they all loop together. The books are the biggest piece of my project right now because I feel this is going to give legs to everything I'm doing and everything I've been working towards. Why I say that is because my mission is communication between children and adults. And I actually have, um, I have my illustrations of the main posse behind me, but I also have Bella here as well, the main character. And with the books, the storybooks I'm writing, it gives you the, it gives Bella a voice as well as her friends that are behind me. It gives them all a voice. And like I said, the focus is on communication. When we communicate with each other, we give each other space to hear each other. And it's not just hearing our words. It's also identifying with our feelings. And it is a skill to identify with our feelings. And I really stress feelings because when we look at that feelings list, it's the same list we use at any age, at any point in our life. Like you strip away, I, I kind of say it's a lot, but I say you strip away everything. 
strip away our religions, our our nationalities, our sexual orientations, where we live, where we grew up, down the list, a million different labels, stories. We all work from that same list. We all work from that same feelings list. And if we're, and it's a skill. And it's a skill that I've been working on for a long time. And it's a skill I'm still working on. And through each story, that's exactly what Bella and her parents and the other special adult in the story is her aunt Sue work not only with her arm, but also meet her halfway. And how I'm doing that in my stories is I focus on transitions or skills that we all learn. So it doesn't matter who we are. We all go from a crib to a big girl, big boy bed. We all learn to tie our shoes. We all learn to read. Like there is this strong focus on that. I do have a touch of Christianity in there because I am a Catholic woman. Um, so there is that slight bit, you know, I do Christmas cause I have Christmas is my favorite holiday. So there will be a, there will be in total three Christmas books within the 15 books. But however, it's still, we all know Christmas. It's not an out there holiday, but with each and with each transition, like for example, the first book when Bella's going from her crib to her big girl bed, she gets scared. And later on that day, she tells her mom, mommy, I got scared. And her mom said, well, no, I get scared too. As an adult, I get, I got scared when daddy and I moved into a new house. And she said, oh, you did. Now I did that on purpose because I wanted the mom to relate to Bella as an adult. I didn't want her to downgrade Bella by saying, oh, when I was a little girl, I got scared too. I wanted her, I wanted the character as a grown woman to be vulnerable. Right. To acknowledge that those feelings still happen no matter what age you are. This is something I preach so much in the classroom and working, especially with our students who have gone through trauma. Uh, you know, it, it's relating. It's just because I'm an adult doesn't mean, you know, like I'm I'm overseeing you and need to come down to your level. You know, it's not that it's high. I exist in this space, too. I have happy, sad, angry, whatever feelings, just like you do. Here's what it looks like for me. Here's what it's looking like for you. Let's talk about how we get through this. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, totally. That's exactly why, why I did it. Cause I wanted that relatability. And then in each story as well in the bed book, she's given a lovey and whether it's a lovey or it's something else that she's given, it's a tool. It's not just a gift. It's a tool to help her with that transition. And the beauty is in each book, she does overcome that struggle, whether it's sleeping through the night and her sleeping through her nap in her big girl bed or learning to tie her shoes or learning to read a sentence in a book. She's then able to translate that and help out a friend. Like for example, in the bed book, so she goes over to her friend Annie's house at the end of the book and Annie's scared of the, um, of the slide because the slide has this tall, um, tall ladder. Her dad gave her a new sphinx set. And Bella said, oh, this is like when I was going to my big girl bed and she has a rose for Annie and the rose becomes like, is basically what the lovey is to Bella. And with that rose, Annie is able to go down the slide. So there's always that moment of that, her sharing that wisdom. And I love, I love the transition object. I love that you are putting in a transition object because for some kids having that tangible no matter what it is, like you've used the example of a lovey or a rose, whatever that is. I mean, uh, was it Pocket Full of Kisses was a book? I, I don't know, like the the mom 
helped a child transition to going to school, I think it was. And, uh, you know, just that, that, that tangible item for kids to hold on to makes so much sense and is so important. And I love that you're bringing that in there because I don't know that uh, a lot of emphasis is given on it unless you're, you know, maybe you're reading parenting books or behavioral psychology or something like that, but it's so helpful. It's a safety object. It really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and those grown adults, we do it all the time. Our iPhones, our security. Like you see this all, I, like all the time you see that this is a security blanket people. This is not like, a, oh, I have to contact my friend. No, it means like, as I, I'm a dancer. I think I mentioned, I was mentioned to you before we start recording. And you know, I dance competitively, but to let steam off, you know, I do go out socially just for fun and dance a totally different style of dancing. And I can tell you how many times I'm in these rooms and I see people on the side on their phones. And my first reaction and part of it's because I'm doing this work and because I'm hyper aware, because like when you're doing it all the time, like it seems to every, to me, I see it as, oh, they're scared. Like, you know, I mean, that's my first reaction. Like granted, I'm not saying I'm not doing that too, but there are certain places and times in my life. Like we were talking before about kids and, you know, I have, I'm a godmother and I'm also an aunt. And when I'm around those kids, my phone is in my back. I have no idea who's called. I tell people, I'm like, listen, if I'm with them, I'm not talking to you. Sorry. And when I'm around my nephew, especially my sister's a little boy, I actually bring my knitting and crochet work with me because I can do it around him and I can stop and look up at him. And I've actually witnessed him when I was knitting this baby sweater over the summer. He actually took my pattern and engaged it in our in our um, in our game. So that's the other thing too. Like kids are very observant. I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, my kids too young to watch me draw. My kids too young to do." Like they're actually not. It's more our stories as an adults that we're pulling in there. And I've watched my own two year old nephew, who's all about trucks, all boys get interested in this. And again, I'm not trying to force my sister and brother-in-law's child to be like the next knitting genius or anything, but I want to, it's more about sharing my art and sharing my love with my nephew, like exposing him to something beautiful. And that's really, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's what I'm going for. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone who knows me, anyone who knows me personally, anyone who's friends with me on Facebook, you know, Instagram, whatever, knows that I'm all about experiential learning. You know, my toddler has traveled more places and done more things like in a single weekend, honestly, than many 10-year-olds have. She is out. She is out there all the time. She is a social little butterfly. It's amazing. And you can throw her into basically any situation and she'll figure it out. And that was something very important to my husband and I when we, you know, said, how are we going to raise this child? We needed her to have, be flexible, be okay in different environments and, and take something from it. You know, it feels safe enough to explore. And, uh, it's, it's amazing because people say, how do you do it? And we just say, we do, you know, we just make her part of our lives, you know, or not doing separate. I mean, we do plenty of separate things for her. Okay. Plenty of child centric (laughs) things, but we keep her along our adult journeys too. She's just one of the crew. And it's funny that you're talking about how observant kids are. Something I didn't realize I've accidentally taught my child. And if you've listened to this program before, I've talked about uh, my coffee mugs and how I mentally have like assigned different coffee mugs for different situations. So I have maybe two, three different mugs that I regularly use for when I'm just lounging around the house. You know, a Saturday morning, I'm getting her breakfast. I've got my coffee mug and it tends to be the same two or three. Well, we had a guest over 
And they had gotten up before me, but the coffee was ready. And they used one of my mugs. And she lost her darn mind. She's like, no, that's mom's mug. And she came and she told me, she's like, you know, she couldn't, she was babbling at the time, but she brought me to it and she's pointing to the coffee mug. Like, no, that's mom's mug. And now if my husband and I set our drinks around anywhere, our coffee mugs, thank God we don't leave hot coffee around, but she'll all of a sudden show up and, and give the appropriate mug to the appropriate family member. Like she's got this mental assignment, like that's theirs. They enjoy this. I'm going to bring it to them. And that's not something I ever had, you know, assigned space in my planning for, right? That I'm teaching my child that this is my coffee cup, but it they're constantly observing. You never know what you're teaching your child. And so you have to kind of be aware, be aware yes. constantly and, and, all, you know, it all goes back to those feelings, too. She knows coffee makes mommy happy. <laughs> she wants to make mommy happy. I will bring her her coffee mug, right? So, so it's it's really funny. It's really funny what we do teach. And uh, we spend a lot of time on feelings emphasis in my house and identifying your feelings and, and processing them. And that's okay to have big feelings because now we've got a two-year-old, right? So yeah. there's a lot of big feelings all the time. And it's okay to feel that way. And I'll wait. I'm here if you need something, but it's kind of hands off until, until you're ready to talk about it. And then she can come to me and we can move forward. Um, so I'm so excited to see these books and all the transitions, uh, especially as you're mentioning, you know, big kid bed, like, well, we're going to need that pretty. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And, and that's also where too, like it's, um, I felt that was really important to be the first one because my nephew's now, his crib has transitioned into a toddler bed and I had another friend also that's transitioned her daughter as well. And every transition is different. And the irony is, is I'm listening to my, my sister made a comment. I'm like, oh good. Cause I wrote that in the book, like meaning like, okay, I, I'm not just like making up things. Cause like I'm, I'm basing it on things that I've observed. Like I've always been I babysat my entire life. I'm the oldest of three kids. You know, I'm an aunt and a godmother. And so there's a lot of things you observe and you're like, wait, am I like, it's so far-fetched. Is this my imagination running off? And then my sister said this and I'm like, okay, good. I wrote about that, you know? And in light of what you said too, the other thing I do with my series too, and I actually have a gift for your audience. I have a pumpkin activity kit, which I'm so excited to share with everyone. Awesome. I, with every book, there are actually two th other things, two things that I do. One is I always create a coloring book and the activity pit act kit does have a coloring drawing in there. I also have a reader's guide in the back of each book. The reason for, I'll go through the reader's guide first. The, for, the reason for the reader's guide, it's so easy to read a book like mine and be like, oh, this is great, but how do I apply it? Like I don't rake leaves in my backyard or my kids already transitioned. And what I'm doing is giving you gentle suggestions because every family is different. And every family has a way of adapting and interpreting. And it's just a gentle way of me pointing out what's written in the book and possible ways to get your, um, your imagination going. How can you relate this to you and your family? How does this fit to you? The other piece, the coloring books, and that's a separate book that will be like a separate product book that I'll sell that's going to be sold in addition. Coloring is such a great activity because it's great for any age. It's like feelings. It's you're never too old to color and it's meditative and relaxing. And it's also like, if you don't have a kid, like your daughter sounds like very outgoing, very verbal. Now if you have that shy kid, you know, this could be a great way for them to express themselves. Or even if you have someone, a child is as outgoing as yours, maybe 
there's something that, that she's going to say when she's coloring or do when she's coloring that, you know, may have slipped her mind, you know, anything can happen. Um, cause to me, it's about not to me, I should say, but I talked to so many parents, like that quality time, that time of talking to them and feeling that you're engaging them in things. Like I also noticed too, cause like my sister's a teacher and like so many of my friends have young kids. Like there's so many like boxes to check, you know what I mean? Things they need to, if I can provide you with a t- another tool that can, that you can adapt to your needs. Like we mentioned before how we both love glitter. Like, you know, I mean, with this color, the coloring book that I've designed, like I've designed in a way that if your kids glitter, glitter away. Like if you need to work with scissors, work with scissors, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, if your kids about crayons and I actually went on um, a podcast and actually friends with this podcaster. Now it's all about teaching kids how to budget. And I, we had this great discussion about coloring and how you can lay out materials and suppose your child uses like the more expensive markers first or uses this and they want more. Well, that's the way you can teach budgeting is you can, you know, you can create a system be like, well, no, we need to use these first or, you know, we need to save up for this. Like there are, it's just one of those great activities where you can, again, going back to like what I said about the reader's guide, it's a way for you to adapt because I don't know your home, you know your home. Well, and it takes the guesswork out of it, you know, especially when you have an exhausted parent who's worked all day, who the important thing in their mind is reading a book to their kid before bed, you take the guesswork out of it. It says, okay, look, this is how you can guide the conversation. This is what you can do with this. This is how you can relate to it. I love anything that comes with a parent's guide. And those are the things that I gift to people because I'm like, listen, if the work is done for you, just here, take it all in. This is this is a great guide. So we've talked so much about what your book, what is the name of your book series? So my book series is Bella Lucia Tales of a Tales of a Curious and Thoughtful Elephant. So Bella, Bella Lucia is me. Um, it's my child self. Bella is actually my nickname. Um, the name originally originated from my friend's little girl, Isabella, but as I started writing. I realized, oh my gosh, this is me. And for years, people have been calling me Bella. And again, with my healing work, I realized, no, I need to step up. And I joke about it now. I'm like, it took a toddler for me to stand on my own two grow woman feet and say, no, this is my nickname. And Lucia is my middle name. I'm named after my grandma. I'm very proud of that. And I've been told on more than one occasion, you're very curious. And as an entrepreneur, you do have to be quite curious. Like I ask a lot of questions and even as a competitive dancer, like, you know, everything I do, all the art I do, it does demand, not demand, but like the curiosity does open doors for you because you need to, you can't wait for someone to spoon feed you. It's like, you kind of have to keep going. It's like with your daughter with the coffee mugs, you know, you need to observe it before it actually happens. And then thoughtful, because that's an adjective that I, I, I've been gratefully bestowed on more than one occasion. And so that's, that's the meaning behind the series. And that's what I'm going for. in all of Bella's journeys is for that curiosity and that thoughtfulness. That's fantastic. Now, does Bella kind of grow up through the series or is this all occurring at the same age? Because you mentioned 15, 15 books. So is she kind of growing up into an adult throughout this? So she is growing um, in this series. She's going to age from two years old to seven years old. And I'm working on the books in groups of five. I'm actually, just finishing the illustrations for, for book four and then book five will be full, fully illustrated before the holidays um the first of these five is going to come out in spring and the next two are going to come out 
pretty quick. So I'm already thinking of six to 10 and I'm actually working with my editor on that, um, on the uh, titles and making sure like it all makes sense. But in the first five, in every set of five, I'm making sure that I'm choosing topics and transitions to show that age. So as five come out and the next five come out and the next five come out, that is shown. So it's growing with your child. That's perfect. Exactly. That's amazing. I love it. So with all of this, so you're spending this time, you know, you kind of living your research, hanging out with your, uh, your, your nephew, your niece, and yeah. uh, spending time, I assume, copious amounts of time on reading and drawing and editing and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, one of the questions we ask on this program is how do you maintain a work-life balance? It's a struggle sometimes. I do. I'm an overachiever by nature. So I have a very difficult time slowing down. Um, I find my biggest way of doing that is I tell my sister, I come out, I go out there four times a year for my nephew. And when I'm with him or in around them, I, I purposely leave certain work behind. Like that's my, I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing, if I bring something, it's something that I can interact with him. Like I said, like my nanny or crocheting. The other thing I do is I do travel. I am an avid traveler. And so I do make time for that. Um, I do, because I am a competitive dancer as well. Like I do have a portion of the day that I dedicate to my dancing, but it is, but there have been nights where I'm like, oh shoot, I'm backed up. Like I can't go out socially tonight. So that is something I'm working on is maintaining that. The biggest thing that I, I do share about this too is with books, with the characters, with like everything, everywhere I see myself going, it's all it's like, I have all these mountains, but the key is to break down the hills, break it down to hills and break it down to, okay, what am I going to do today? All right. I'm going to turn off today. Like I'm going to do this. I will say though, coming up, I'm kind of over the place right now. It is much easier for me to take off in the summer because I love the beach and I'm only an hour from the beach where I'm located. And I will phones in the bag book is out laying in the sun, reading all day. And so I'm trying to get better about finding something similar to that in the winter months that, cause I will not skip a beach day. I could be behind on emails. Like I could be like, I'm never really behind, but you know what I mean? Like the overachiever in me always feels like I could do one more thing, but there's something about the beach where I won't say no. And that's also where like, so that's something I'm working on. That's always like a work in progress, but I am proud of myself. Cause when I go away, I will bring Bella for content if I'm traveling like to Europe or something, I will do that, but I don't post when I'm away. I'm like, nope, I'm here. And once I get to the airport, I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm enjoying myself. I'm doing this. (laughs) I can relate to the beach. Where are you located? I'm in New York city. Oh, you're in New New York York city. City. I'm in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to Long Island has some good beaches. So I'm fortunate that we're close to that. That's awesome. Yeah, there's nothing like a beach day for sure. I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, and we have several beaches around here. So that's always my, like, uh, I'll, I'll call it if I'm feeling stressed, I'm going to tell my husband, I'm like, all right, I need my toes in the sand. That's it. It doesn't have to be for long. I need my toes in the sand. Let's go. We were just at a beach yesterday running, running, even though the day was rainy and cool and windy. We're like, that's it. We need toes in the sand on Sunday. And just took the toddler to run in the waves for a while. And uh, it was it was great. But it's funny that you, you know, the beach is your place to kind of turn off everything and, and think about, think about nothing work related. And mine is Disney World. <laughs> and 
and I haven't been since before the pandemic. Uh, and we just just planned a trip for this coming March. And I'm so excited. And part of me is like, I am not going to check an email that entire week. And my world revolves around email right now. But as as you know, because I work in this virtual world, and that's wonderful, and I adore it. But boy, am I so excited to not do that for an entire week. And that's the only place that I ever feel comfortable enough to say, nope, do not. I will not check anything. Do not contact me. If it's an emergency, you can reach me. But you're going to have to make it a phone call. Really commit. <laughs> um, and and I'm so excited to bring my daughter there for the first time and also to turn off my brain for that period of time because it's been a long, long couple of years for that. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. Like that's the thing too, is like, I really believe when we're in spaces like that, being in the present moment, you know, I will take time to create some content while I'm away. Like I, I was saying, um, I was sharing, I actually wrote about it in my blog. So I went to Italy in August and I'm going to Paris in a couple of weeks. Paris is my favorite city and I absolutely adore Italy. And it was my third time in Italy this year. And when I was there, Again, no phone, just walking around, enjoying myself. And in the piazza, I realized, oh my gosh, my mom kept my kept her promise to me because my mom always promised we travel together and it never worked out for one reason or another. And I swear it was her that drew me to go to Florence and Cinque Terre this time. And it was this magical trip, like everywhere I went. I mean, I did the Duomo. I climbed to the top of the bell tower. I saw beautiful cathedrals. I ate amazing food. I climb these hills in Cinque Terre, I'm swimming in the Mediterranean. And I think there's something about when you do just what you said, where you put your phone away. And I can only imagine with your daughter and her seeing the princesses and seeing the princes and seeing all the rides and the Mickeys and the Minis and like, just like that magic of a child, like engaging in all of that. Like, I can only imagine how I cry at the fireworks, okay? I cry at a Disney World fireworks show. So I have no idea how emotional it's going to be for her, but we're going to have to process the fact that mommy is sobbing happy tears right now (laughs) and do a little prep work for that before we go. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to see how she takes it all in and just, you know, there's also no magic like Disney tired. You know, you do so many steps, you're out there for so long, you're taking in so much sensory overload that, you know, like the picture of, of kids at Disney is them falling asleep because they've just, you know, I've taken in so much and we still experience it as adults. My husband and I are like, no, no, guys, trust me. Disney tired is a real thing. We're going to go take in so many things that you are just going to hit the bed and like that. So from a mother perspective, I'm like, I can't wait till she's that tired. <laughs> she's oh just going to go down real easy. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. So it's actually uh, funny too, because being a Disney artist was my first dream. And I was writing uh, some content last night for my socials. And it's ironic because I, I was telling my parents for years, I want to be a Disney artist. And when I think of why I said that now as a grown woman, it's because I wanted to be writing and illustrating stories about characters. Because the way I, Disney I love the most is the original Walt Disney. Is the really like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, Snow White and the Sleeping Beauties and Lady and the Tramp is my all-time favorite. And Dumbo Love and Lady Bambi and the Tramp. And, oh my gosh, same here. And it's so funny because I thought I was writing this last night. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am doing exactly what I dreamed of doing. And I think it's just so amazing what he did and the legacy he left behind and the way he's able to connect to so many ages after so, so many years later. It really is 
amazing. Like it really is pretty spectacular. Yeah, I think like Snow White was created. like 1938, something like that. And here we are yeah. almost 100 years later and and it's just as powerful and, and amazing to yeah. watch for yeah. sure. I will... I will say the really quick guy. I like. I, I will say really quickly. I always joke though when the kids come over because I have all the old Disney movies, not like the newer ones. I'm like, Oh, Christine is antiquated. And the poor <laughs> kids are like, Do you have like? I don't know what the newest ones are, but I'm like, oh, man. I have Sleeping Beauty. I'm like, I have Snow White. <laughs> I'm like retro on Christina as I mean to interrupt you. <laughs> no, you're fine. I totally, yeah, we have no physical ones anymore. Just, well, that's not true. I have a Blu-ray collection of things that I won't give up, but, um, yeah. you know, now it's Disney plus, right? So you're constantly gotcha. getting new, new content and I'm able to keep up. Thank goodness, you know, oh, with the, the on trend, the on trend movies. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Amazing. geek out with all the things that they've announced for 2022. So, <laughs> but uh, so tell us a little bit about how you got to being a children's book author. Did you just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm writing this or what was your journey? It actually was a journey. Um, it percolated in my it was percolating in my head to write a blog for a very long time. But I didn't know about what. And it was also percolating in my mind too that I was going to be an entrepreneur. But I had this story that I needed to work my way into another career and then lift my team and take it away because I was on Wall Street for a very long time. And that's what I saw the guys do. And I thought, well, that's what I have to do. Like I'm seeing all these very successful professionals do this. And I was like, well, that's what I need to do. Well, in 2018, I... And I was also dancing through all of this too. I've always been dancing and people are always like, wait, Wall Street, like dancing makes sense. Your art makes sense. The Wall Street thing. I'm like, I know, I know it doesn't make sense. But uh, in 2018, I was in my ballet class and I took a grand jeté, which is a big leap. And I landed, I thought the floor broke. Well, it was actually me. And as all my girlfriends say to me, like, of course you thought the floor broke. Why would you think? Of course. <laughs> oh no. And, yeah. And so basically I, I found out that same day that I had hurt my Achilles tendon and luckily I had insurance. And within a week I was in surgery, the MRI surgery and whatnot. And through all of that, I knew I'm going to get back to dancing. And I did, I was back on the dance floor within a couple of months. I actually went back in the studio in my boot, like for a lesson with one of my coaches, like my female coaches, like it just her and I in the studio, we found a quiet space and but when I was in the boot, it gave me time to think. And one of my buddies came over and said, what are you doing? And again, it was also percolating. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm actually not a fan of the show. I like the actors, but I don't necessarily like the show. But I was watching this one show and I'm watching this one character and I'm seeing how she's debating quitting her job. So it was percolating. Oh, I could do that. But how would I do it? And then literally Alex came over and said exactly what I was thinking. What are you doing? And I started networking. Just going through Facebook, reaching out to people, getting a lot of no's, getting a lot of your crazies. But I kept going because I'm used to being told I'm in, I'm in that case. Sure, and, sure. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm like, all right, swipe left, next person. Exactly. And so that all those doors closing led me to my career coach, Matilda. And I remember that first meeting, she said, 80% of jobs are not posted. Like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew there was something I was miss that was missing. No one was telling me. And I spent a year pivoting, um, dancing through it all, of course, like, and working on this pivot. Well, in 2019, I got laid off from my job. 
and I saw this door closing. I mean, yes, it's scary to lose your job. It's not the first time it happened to me, but I also knew I was praying for the next opportunity. And I knew my higher power in my case, God was leading me to that. And I literally went on and networked my way into this interview within a couple, like within a month, losing my job. I, it was like networking story of the century, like walking up Pilates. This woman is a managing director for this firm on Park Avenue, you know, like think Diane Keaton and baby boom. It's like the building next to that one. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like talk about like ultimate New York story. Well, go on the interview goes well, walk out. And I realized I can't do this again. I'm going to keep repeating my pattern. And so I went back to my coach, Matilda, and we talked it through. And after we talked it through, I started, I had ramble moment. And she said, no, you need to get it out. I looked up there and said, I think it's supposed to be an entrepreneur. She said, I agree. Wow. I was like, wow. And I already, people had already seen these characters and a former friend of mine saw it and said, there's a business here. So that's the other thing that was happening too. I was working on an idea that I would create these characters, that the characters I was already creating as gifts I would fine tune them and tell stories to them. And then I had this other idea. Well, I pitched these two ideas and people get gravitating towards characters. So I knew, okay, this is where I need to go. Well, within this time of realizing, okay, this is where I need to focus. I got a call from my sister saying our mom is very ill and something in my head, I swear to God, it was my grandma. I went online and filed for my LLC. And that same week I was in the hospital where I found that my mom was stage four lung cancer. And a week later she was gone. And the day she passed is the day I got the first piece of mail addressed to my company. And I knew it was my great grandma, grandma and mom telling me, we need you to do this. We need you. We need to follow that path. Mm-hmm. Yep. And wow. so the characters led to me starting to blog. And then the blogging made me realize I need to write a book. And it was through working with a former business partner on my messaging. I realized it's a children's series I need to do. And I knew right from the get-go when I decided that I'm like, I am illustrating this book. I need to illustrate this. And I said that because I have lived in the shadow one too many times. And I was like, no, I need to stand on my own two feet. Like I need to own this. I need to own my art. I need to own my writing. I need to own my characters. Like I, I need to be center center. I need to be center stage and be able to say, no, this is what I've done. And so it's been a really beautiful journey. And I'm so excited for these, like the first book. I'm so excited for the first book to be in my hands. I'm like so excited about it. And I'm thrilled for you. Yeah. What a story. I had chills throughout that whole story. I just, oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you're saying, when, what is the projection for the first? Remind me again, the, when the first book is going to come out? Spring 2023. Okay. I'm actually working with my publisher on that right now, um, oh. getting those dates finalized and whatnot. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a whirl. Like it's a lot of work right now. Like I've been busy promoting, like I've been, I've been so lucky to meet so many individuals like yourself that have let me come on their podcast and share my story. So this is like a really a regular rhythm for me right now. That's Guesting great. on podcasts in addition to everything else I do, which is, and I love this part. Like I love the promotion part. Like I, two of my biggest dreams in my business, and I, I, I will say it right now and I'll say it then when I get there. Like I do 
I do believe you and everyone else that's interviewing are paving my path there. Like I, my dream is to go on Jimmy Fallon and be on the Today Show. And I'll just go on once or twice, like be regulars. And I keep on joking that my nephew, Caleb, who is the giraffe in my, my series, because um, he's two now, you know, so this is his norm, who I am. And so I keep on joking that I'll be going on Fallon and, and he'll be like, yeah, I was on TV last night, you know, but she's on, she's on NBC this morning too. That's what she does, you know, and, but I am, but again, that's, that's like the summit. That's one of the summits of my journey, but like every time you or somebody else invites me on like this to speak and to talk about my journey and it's, it's just one step closer. And so I'm always grateful for you and everyone else who's interviewing me right now and is excited about my books and allowing me to, to invite you on this journey with me. Cause it's really not just about me. And that's like the biggest thing too, as an, as a, on, as a godmother, as someone that wants to be a mom that wants to be a wife, like it's not when you realize it's not about you, the mission gets so much bigger. Cause I do have this responsibility. Like my, my nephew was born a year after my mom passed and I do live with my mom and I'm not like my mom in many ways. And I do feel that I want him to know me a certain way. And I actually told my sister this too, you know, I want to be the best version of myself for all of you. And I want, I promised my mom to be positive. That was one of my promises to her on her when she was ill. And another funny story too. So my mom was a teacher and she always wanted me to be a teacher. And I always said, no, cause I'm the rebel. And <laughs> I, so I joke now she's in heaven now. Like I got my compromise. I got my compromise. That's a pretty good compromise if I do say I so. so too. You are still teaching. I mean, you are literally teaching through these stories. Um, yeah. Is there a place people can order the Bella books or pre-order them yet? Or is that um, coming? It's coming. So I would recommend if, people to go on my website, www. Yeah. www. Three W's. I can't speak anymore. Dot triple C. Okl.com. I do have an email list and I share my blogs through that. I share announcements through that. Um, Cause I do see other books beyond this current series coming. You know, I do. Um, I am an avid cook and baker and I do see cookbooks, more cookbooks coming. Like my, one of my blogs, like that's a diary between Bella and her mom. Essentially, it's my mom and I. And um, both, it's fictional, but but true at the same time. And I see that being a book for the parent. Because again, it's about that relatability. Well, what, why is mom frustrated? Well, because mom was up all night baking your birthday cake. And then she's trying to train her in-laws. And she's trying to like make sure everyone's fed. And like, you know, we're all human. And my mom like to be in control and she didn't know how to ask for help. And I can't say I'm any different. I mean, I'm not a control freak. I actually, I sense control and like I run the other way. Like it's like danger zone, <laughs> but I'm learning, I'm learning. I do need to ask for help and how to ask for help in an effective way. And so I can't say I'm like, in that sense, like I do realize it's something that I'm working on and, and it's for this reason. It's because like, I saw my mom go through certain things and I respect that. And I know she woke up each day trying to be the best version of herself. And there was a lot of beauty in, that came through through that. And yeah. so, yeah. And so, what a beautiful, yeah. you know, not that it's directly about her, but what a beautiful tribute to your mom, you know, to kind yeah. of go on this creative journey. That's incredible. Yeah. Are you yeah. on social media at all? I am. Yes. So I'm on Instagram. It's my, my handle is a little like, I, 
I realize, and I probably have to fine tune a little bit so it's easier, but it's triple C underscore of underscore Christina underscore Lucia. Cause I couldn't get it all in one. They wouldn't let me do it all in one. And then I'm on Facebook, curiously curated creations of Christina Lucia. Pinterest is the same. I do have TikTok. I'm getting better at it. I'm not the best at TikTok. Oh man, teach me. I'm, I'm behind. I am behind the ball on that one. It's, it's, I need, I need to sit down with a teenager. You know, yes. I need to hire a teenager to teach me. I need one of these people who are pouring out content like it's no big deal. I need them for an hour. I will pay them handsomely. Like, just teach me how to TikTok. I, <laughs> I just, I don't know. There are some kids who just takes two seconds and they got a million, million likes and followers. I'm going, what, how, how did you do that? <laughs> well, also too, like, I, I feel like with TikTok as well, and I, I get like, I know for me, I, I realize like I, I have my health. I'm very lucky. Like I don't wear contacts. Like I like, there's a lot of things I'm very grateful with my health, but I do recognize, okay, I can only handle so many zoom meetings a day and I will check out. And so when I go on TikTok and it's all the videos, like my head is just like, Whoa, whereas with Instagram, I feel, cause I actually do enjoy Instagram. I feel I'm able but I also am aware of my strategy. You know, I'm aware that I'm in there to engage. I'm aware of like what I need to read in order to effectively like give out solid comment to someone and, you know, express like, you know, acknowledge the the visual, but also acknowledge the text too. Cause you, you want to make sure you're thoughtful. You just don't want to like, here I am saying that I'm thoughtful. I just don't want to random be like, oh, your kid's so cute. You know, and sometimes it is what it is, but but they're talking about something deeper. Like I will take a step back, but like, you know, I rather think for a minute how I respond, you know? And it's funny because it's, uh, I love when someone takes the time to write a personal comment that fills my bucket immediately. I am so happy immediately when somebody takes the time and writes just something that shows, yes, I took in your content. And I appreciated it, whether it's, you know, for a podcast, whether it's something I put on a personal, personal page, whatever, that makes me so happy. If I, you know, said something to the world, it's like, take time, be thoughtful. People are sharing something, you know, just, just take two seconds to comment. And it's something that I've actively been putting time into doing better myself because I have recognized how much it means to me when people do it. And generally it's about my daughter because she's stinking adorable. But, you know, it makes me so happy when I see that, you know, like you kind of feel that love from afar and it's something that I'm really trying to embrace. So you're speaking right to me on that for sure. Oh, I'm so grateful. (laughs) I'm so grateful. Yeah. Um, We are at the top of our hour together. And uh, so we do need to wrap up, but I do want to make sure I give you your full minute of kind of self-promotion time, whether it's about the projects that you're working on or a message you want to put out there in the world. I will link all of your social media stuff when we do release the show. So the floor is yours. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for everyone listening. I would be absolutely honored to have you on my email list. I always have a pop-up on my website. Um, You can always email me. I have a contact page on my website. I do believe in the power of email because I would love to be able to let you know. As soon as I have release dates for the books, I will be sharing that. My publishers talked to me about pre-sales, so we're fine-tuning all of that. The other thing I want to share too, because I realize like my journey led me here and 
I do still feel like I'm still at the beginning of my journey, even though I've become a long way. And it's only been three years since I officially started this company, this venture. And I feel like a lot's happened, but I also feel a lot more is coming. And something that I wrote in a blog, which is coming out this month, I said, it's kind of like I'm making up I'm when someone says, oh, this is really good. Like I'm putting it aside like as quotes because my dream is to be the like next Fred Rogers and Walt Disney. I'm not going to lie. Um, I said, uh, I said something to the effect of when we put faith in ourselves and trust doors open for us. And I say that because it's so easy to say, I want this house or I want this car. Or, I want this job or I want this kind of a kid or I want, you know, I want this type of career. But when we put faith it, we take a step back and say, okay, what do I want? I want a safe place to live with my family, or I want to experience this. Our higher powers understand what we really want and they will lead us there. And if the door closed, doors close along the way, and I know I've had so many doors close on me, both personally, business, you name it. It's because our higher powers understand where, know already where we want to go and they're guiding us. And I think that's really important too. And this is why I write about my blogs. This is really what I'm writing about in my stories is that we always have a choice and we have a responsibility to that choice, but it's a beautiful choice and it's a beautiful responsibility to have. I love it. That's, that's awesome. And I can't wait to make sure that we are on your email list and, and watch your journey progress as an author and illustrator and meet these characters when they're ready for the world. And I thank you so much for your time today. I will share all of your links as well as the gift that you have for our audience. And good luck on all of the milestones that are, are in your future. And I wish you great success with your stories because you're doing amazing work. You're, you're telling thank stories you so that much. need to be told. Thank you for thank coming you. on today. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have laughed, learned, and been inspired in our time together. We'd love to hear what you thought about this week's show, so why not find and follow us on social media? You can find us by the handle at Online and Inspired on Instagram and Facebook. And you can check out the great work our Teleteachers team is doing under their handle at T-E-L-E Teachers. Prefer to find a website? We've got that covered too www.onlineandinspired.com where you can find our swag shop and all the episodes that came before this one. Be sure to check out our parent company, Teleteachers Inc. at www.teleteachers.com to see how we can help you find the providers, data tracking systems, training, and more that your school needs to provide the best special education services possible. Until next week, thank you for listening and keep on living inspired. Inspired.